1: The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
3: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
4: Live from Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal in Seattle. Water good and one. It's the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Throws it down. Two-handed Your chance to hear from University of Washington head basketball coaches, Mike Hopkins and Tina Langley. The Husky Basketball Coaches Show is presented by Anthony's Restaurants. Showcasing the essence of the Northwest by pairing the best seafood with waterfront views. Now, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castrocone.
1: We are live at Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. Welcome into the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. We've got college basketball on the big screen. We've got the best seafood in town, and we've got Husky Basketball Talk for the next hour right here on the network. So glad uh, that you've decided to tune in and join us, or join us here live at the restaurant. we got a lot to get to up in the next hour head coach Mike Hopkins of the men's team will be here at the bottom of the hour as the men got a split on the road uh, against the mountain schools played really well on Thursday night uh, at Colorado knocked off the buffs got a quad one win and then kind of ran out of steam uh, in the loss to Utah we'll talk to coach Hop, and a big opportunity at home against the Arizona schools coming up for the men meanwhile the women man I mean last couple of weeks every single night it's just been a game night after night after night a lot of fun uh, a couple of tough losses to the L.A. schools, but but incredible basketball games, good atmospheres both times, uh, U.C.L.A. and uh, U.S.C. So we've got Latara King here. She is the uh, assistant coach for the Husky women's basketball team. She will join Elise Woodward when we continue live from Chinook's at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal, right here on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
5: That to-do list you have needs one more thing: chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill take the afternoon off and binge watch anything go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours who's counting anyways or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week whatever you do do it with a coors light mountain cold refreshment made to chill 2020 coors brewing company golden colorado celebrate responsibly
1: In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington Faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This
4: is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. I'm a huge UW football fan. That's Devin, a BECU member and lifelong Huskies fan. Every time I take out the BECU UW debit card, it's just a fun experience.
3: There's nothing like being part of the UW community. That's why BECU made the UW credit and debit cards with great rates and low fees so fans can show off their Husky pride everywhere they go. BECU, power in people. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Credit card approval subject to BECU. Membership, credit approval, and other underwriting criteria. Not every applicant will qualify. Member compensated for participation.
6: Coming to Emerald Queen Casino, Friday, January 27th. It's Belle Biv DeVoe.
3: That girl is...
6: Belle Biv DeVoe, BBT. Fused hip-hop beats. R&B harmonies. Tickets at emeraldqueen.com. Don't miss Belle Biv DeVoe, Friday, January 27th at Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest.
7: terminal in Magnolia Beautiful Views Quality Seafood. We're so glad that you guys are out here. We're here every Monday until the end of the season and no this is not Tina Langley. I talked with <laughs> Tina Langley, the head coach of the women after the game yesterday, a close overtime loss to USC. And I, when I say I talked to her, it was because she couldn't talk back because her voice was gone. And as somebody that's a broadcaster, I was like, you're going to need to rest your vocal cords, and this is not going to work. It was, it's been pushing, and she hasn't <laughs> been able to talk for a while. So Latara King, the assistant coach for Washington, said, I will raise my hand. I will come in, and I will put up with you for the coach's show for the half an hour. So we're so glad that Latara is here filling in for Tina. but. You said the same thing with Tina, that she called you today and you couldn't hear her and you're like, maybe you're going to need to text me instead, yes.
8: Coach. <laughs>
3: yeah, so it's mm. she's been great. But I know too, vocal cords and stuff. So we want to make sure she's she's good and um, gets her voice back. So. Yeah,
7: she actually, after the game, was so upset because she was trying to call a timeout on one possession late in the game and the officials couldn't hear her because she lost her voice. and So she was really upset about it. It ended up being a turnover and she was like, oh man, but what a game. I know it, the Huskies uh, dropped a close one. It was a two-point game with a minute and a half to go against UCLA on Friday and then overtime against SC a really, I thought, high quality played basketball game and it was anybody's game and you guys made some clutch plays especially Lauren Schwartz to tie it up but what pleased you the most I know it's hard because you don't get the wins and that can be really frustrating but man I I thought there was so many great moments for your team and your young women in that game what 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 stood out to you about the weekend
3: yeah I mean for sure too I think overall the the win is not what we didn't accomplish, but we had small victories in each mm-hmm. game, um, and for us that's growth, and something that our our program and thrives on is like the growth mindset of it, so the next game will be will be better in that situation and having experience in that so I think just the effort um, in both games and you know you, you can see them putting stuff together defensively and and holding holding your ground and getting stops. so I think that's something that you know we're very proud of. Like they, they, they're growing each each game and every day, and so um, we just continue to keep building, building on that part. You know, it's interesting because in in my job, I'm able to talk to a lot of different coaches
7: throughout the league and get their thoughts and and what they see from all the different teams in the Pac-12 conference, which is so deep. And the one thing they keep saying about Washington is that. They're really well coached. They really play hard, and I think, as a member of the coaching staff, that would be the two things that I would take pride in: is are they playing hard? Are they well coached? Are they prepared? Are they a tough out? And you guys have been all of those things. And you guys, we've got two quality wins against teams that are, you know, all, you know, have been really good lately, with you know beating Washington State with Charlie Sledger Walker going for 40, and then on the road at Oregon State last weekend. So. And you've been right there. Right. One possession game against UCLA with a minute and a half and then against SC. So what is the message to the women in the locker room after the game to just keep
3: keep grinding through those for, you know, because they've tasted that success and it feels so good. Yeah. I think just to to be present where where your feet are right now in that moment. And so we're not going to just hold in that moment of, didn't we didn't get the W, but now we have to prepare for the next game. So like you never have a long week to sit there and dwell on um, what could have happened, and now you just have to be better than the next game. So, you know, after, after that, it's like, okay, we still have to do some stuff defensively. We still have to get back and make sure we're all on the same page and communicating and looking forward to the next two games that we have ahead of us. Probably
7: and the excitement and certainly in the arena. And that was a really nice crowd there on Sunday. And there was great moments in both of the games against UCLA and USC. But you're down by three and you have a sidelines out of bound play after calling timeout and you run a play for Lauren. – I'm not sure if it was for Lauren Shorts, but Lauren gets it with seven seconds left. Just has a tiny little window. I mean, I didn't. That window was so close to being slammed <laughs> shut. Somehow, she gets the shot off over a six-foot defender that was right in her face, and it goes down, and you tie the game with seven, just about seven seconds to go. Uh, that moment was celebrated by the players on the floor, which was really funny to me and a learning moment as well, because <laughs> you're like, you still had a play to run because Haley Van Dyke had another great play and right. tipped the ball out, and you got the ball back with 1.6 seconds. But for Lauren Schwartz, she was clutch in this game and really put the team on her shoulders offensively to crawl back in this game for you guys. What was that moment like on the bench uh, to see Lauren get that shot and what was drawn up? Like, Tell me about how that moment came together in the timeout from the execution.
3: I mean, in the timeout, you know, as a coach, you're, you're thinking about a hundred million things, right? Like, who's going to foul? Are they going to foul? Who, yes. Who has fouls to give? and um, is it going to be a jump ball? If we get a toss up and stuff like that. So I think I was just really trying to lock into what coach was saying and make sure the girls got that same message, um, and we were able to execute it. And then I think the the moment too, I think we talked about too, is like well, Haley got the steal again too. Like we were trying to get them their attention, and they were <laughs> not like they were not looking over at the bench at that time, and so it was quite interesting. But I think. Uh, Coach did a phenomenal job of trying to like tell the the refs like, hey, I, I need to get my, my team's attention, and um, they. I thought they were going to drop the ball, truthfully, and start counting, but they didn't. So that was great, and we were able to get another shot at it before going into overtime.
7: From my perspective, watching that unfold, it's an extremely emotional – that's one of the biggest shots Lauren's hit in her life. I mean, that's an – and she's hit a lot of big ones because she's clutch, but that's a moment she's never going to forget sending the game to overtime. We all dream about that moment as a shooter to hit the one to tie it up and to give your team a chance to win. But the celebration, because the ball was tipped out of bounds with 1.6 seconds left. Haley Van Dyke did a phenomenal job to give your team that chance to win it with 1.6. You didn't have any timeouts, though. Correct. But they were celebrating with Lauren. And you're like, you still have 1.6 right. seconds to go. You can win it. You yep. can win it. And uh, so when you talk about growth and the mindset, what was said in the locker room about that? Was it just like, you got to remember eye contact?
3: Quick celebration, but the game was still going? Right. I don't even think. That was like fully addressed. I think every time we close a game, you know, we ask them what they discussed, um, something that they see on the court, and then what can we do to get better for the next game? Yeah. So that wasn't, you know, we're expected to, to be in those situations now, and I think trying to get them in that mindset of like, yeah, we we have a chance every night to to play against the best competition and have a game, yeah. you know, so like execute and hustle and have great effort. and. Be great defensively can get us in that situation, game in and game out, and I think playing in all the you know our conference is phenomenal because of the competition you get to see every day. Like you're playing against top 25 teams every day, so every time out, yeah. Were you? I always think of this because there's
7: there's so many different ways to win. Some people pressure for 40 minutes. Some people lay back and play field goal percentage defense. There's always a way, and many different ways wins. If you mentioned whether or not to foul, if you th- were going to get fouled, you had a three-point disadvantage. You were looking for a three. Did you expect to get fouled? And maybe the, the better question is for you as a staff, in that: do you have an exact playbook that you run like down three, here we go, we're going to – or with a three-point lead, are we going to foul or not? I'm always interested in the coaching aspect of – the three-point, whether you foul
3: somebody when you're up by three or not. What, what's yeah. your guys' philosophy? I or does it depend? I think it depends. Every game is so different. And yeah. um, I think we put the the young ladies in that situation at practice. So when they get to the game, it's not – they haven't been in that situation before. So right. we do different scenarios in practice where we're down three or we're up three and we have to maintain that. And, yes, now it's you have to make your free throws. And so we do the situations in practice so then when – the lights are on and it's game time. There's no, there's no hesitation. Right. Like do what you need to do. You've got all the
7: options yes. out there. Well, I tell you, it was an outstanding game. The Huskies in overtime, falling against USC, but it was a really well played game. They also, uh, really close, couldn't get the victory. A four point loss to UCLA on Friday night. Uh, the It just gets more difficult as you were talking about Latara's. The Dogs will head down to the desert. They take on Arizona and Arizona State this weekend. When Washington hoop fans are ready for action on the hardwood, they head to Montlake to catch the game. And when they're ready for the quintessential Northwest dining experience, they head to Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal or Anthony's Pier 66 on the Seattle waterfront. Come join us on Mondays here at Shadooks during the basketball season. It is the Tina Langley Show, Latara King, filling in the assistant coach for the dogs. We'll be right back on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
8: For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
2: At Banner Bank, we're cheering for the dogs just like you. We know it takes dedication and teamwork to achieve big goals on the court and in life as one of Forbes' world's best banks three years in a row. Rest assured, you'll find the banking solutions you need and people you can trust at Banner. Visit your local Banner Bank branch or find us at BannerBank.com. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Washington Sports Network from
9: Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill and less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this season you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly.
2: Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs!
7: Dub on the staff under Tina Langley. And you also spent three years with Tina Langley at Rice as a member of her staff, um, a native of Coral Springs, Florida, uh, played for Florida Memorial and uh, was a captain your junior and senior years and uh, um, won the Sun Conference. And went to the uh, D2 national tournament uh, in your time. Um, and here you are, all the way out in Seattle, the native of Florida. Yeah. Okay. How many times have you been to Seattle since you took this job
3: at the University of Washington? Zero times. <laughs> no. Zero times. <laughs> so it's, but it's been great. Um, everyone, you guys, in the community have been amazing. Um, and I had to, you know, the first two think two months, yeah. Stayed with Coach Langley and I was like, I couldn't find a place to stay. And we were just like amazed by the beauty of just the water and no mosquitoes, you know, coming, no. f- coming from Houston and the humidity, it was great. It was great. <laughs> <crazy. laughs> So the a
7: native of Florida, there's not a ton of Floridians in the UW Athletic Department, but there is a guy by the name of Michael Penix from Florida. That he's pretty good. You guys, you know, these Floridians, yeah. are, you guys are making an impact, right? Yeah. You, have you talked to him at all? They had a chance to be like, what's up, Florida? No,
3: no, no. no.
7: <laughs> His family's great, by the way. They awesome. came out to watch him a couple times all the way from Florida yeah. and made it. In fact, to get them to the Alamo Bowl, they had to drive because of all the cancellations. From Southwest, yeah. I so heard they about that. So he had to drive all the way to... Uh, San Antonio, which was funny. As a Floridian, you might appreciate that. Yes. That's a long drive to yes. go watch your boy play. Yes. Uh, the Huskies now 10 and 8 overall, 2 and 6 in Pac-12 play. I want to talk about some of the stars in this game. We mentioned Lauren Schwartz and her clutch three to tie the game up and send it into overtime. Uh, she was fantastic. So was Delia Daniels. I thought her game against SC and the defensive pressure that she saw. Uh, it might have been one of her best games as a Husky. 17 points, 9 rebounds. She played 40 minutes. She was 8 of 10 from the field. And this is against what right now I think is the leading player in my mind as we near the halfway point of conference play. Uh, Raya Marshall is one of the leading candidates, if not the leading candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. She had 8 blocks. She had 5 steals. She was fantastic, but Delea had some beautiful moves against her and kept you guys in this ballgame she seemed really under control and poised against this really good defensive team the number one defensive team in the Pac-12. What, what did you like about Delea's game and games this weekend against the LA's?
3: Yeah I think the beauty of all of our young ladies is that anyone can have a night right and I think our system showcases that um, and you get to see that day in and day out of that you may have a great shot you may have a great rebound um, which you do defensively and I think all of them, too, are able to to really lock in and have that focus that it can be anyone at any given time. So I think just how they keep working and trying to be better on and off the floor and what they contribute to the team is, is I think, what we're trying to build here. And it's amazing to yeah, just watch.
7: Uh, Delea defensively had three blocks of her own as well. I just thought that, for me, she was the key to everything you guys were doing offensively at that high post area. She set really good screens.
3: Um, was there a certain aspect of her game that you thought stood out to you? Um, I think just the communication piece I think okay. we're trying to to really encourage our young ladies to like over communicate and be there for one another and be able to to switch when they need to switch and just have each other 's back so I think that is something that's always um, a growth factor that we look for and that we challenge them to do every day. And so every day, just be like I said, be where your feet are and and be the best version of yourself that can help the the team in the program.
7: The one thing that you guys have done really, really well this season, game in and game out, against really tough teams, I was impressed against UCLA. You out-rebounded the Bruins 46 to 37. And UCLA was the number one offensive rebounding team in the conference coming in. They always are a team that just the glass, and they make life really hard uh, in that area. But you guys were able to out-rebound. I'm Trinity Oliver with a career high. She had 11 rebounds from the guard spot, and she was mixing it up in the paint. She did so as well against USC. I appreciated that. She's been giving you guys some tough minutes. What what does Trinity bring to the team as a sixth-year player that has torn her ACL and come back, and she won a national championship at Baylor, but you know, for this team, it feels like she's just a really steady presence out there and a toughness factor that i really enjoy watching what about from a coaching perspective
3: yeah i think too just i think you you nailed everything i think the experience that she brings is huge especially to we have six new players right so we tend to forget that sometimes and it's like they're still learning each other they're still trying to figure things out so i think her experience in that aspect definitely helps Um, a steady voice um, and then who she is growing as, you know, as a person off the court, too. I definitely think that that's helping on the court stuff of just she's valuing and living in our culture. So Another player that I thought, the
7: energy. It's just when she starts clapping her hands at the top of the key when the ball handler's coming at her, I would be scared. <laughs> I would just want to turn my back with the ball and have no part of Jada Noble <laughs> because when she, she ripped Destin Littleton, like the, one of the plays of the night, that's so embarrassing as a point guard like I've been there I will never forget you're just like you hang your head and you're trying to run after him it's just the worst she was able to do that to a really good player in Destiny Littleton and and go coast to coast but her energy when she fouled out of the game I was like oh that's a big blow because she brings so much not so much in the scoring column all the time but in all these other areas of of leadership and everything but Jada's energy. What's it like to coach a player like that? And it, you know, day in,
3: day in, day out, in practice, what is she doing for you guys? Just a joy. I think she she's the same person, you know, in practice and in the game. So we get that same energy. We get the great communication. Um, she definitely is a great voice in that aspect that we fuel off of. So it's 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 fun. It's exciting. Like I love watching her like get up too for the, those moments, and um, it's it's beautiful too because. She's growing, too, and it's every every one of our young ladies have a, a different story and how they're growing, and she's they're all taking one step further into yeah. what we're trying to do,
7: yeah. she when she gets a steal and is and she gets that look in her face, it just cracks me up like she's got to look like. It's almost like I dare you, bring it in again. It's just, it's (laughs) so funny her body language and her mannerisms when she feels confident that, you know, she's going to get another one. Just come on, test me again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. Well, the Huskies have a big challenge this weekend. They're going to head down to Tucson first Friday night at 6 o'clock. I think there's some fans here that are going to make the trip down to uh, the Arizonas. Let's go. That's fun. Uh, They'll be in Tucson at 6 o'clock on Friday and then against Arizona State on Sunday. We'll get a little preview of that coming up from Latara King who's filling in for Tina Langley. We're glad to have you with us here on the Washington Sports Network.
4: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. The there's always
8: time for the drive through deal. Because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast, McDonald's is faster. Nothing fits your morning routine
4: like your favorite breakfast. From a sausage McMuffin to a sausage burrito to those crisp, flaky, fluffy hash browns. Mix and match them every day with buy one, get one for a dollar. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, valid for item of equal or lesser value. This is the Washington Sports
1: Network from Learfield. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017.
6: Coming to Emerald Queen Casino, Friday, January 27th, it's Belle Biv DeVoe.
3: That girl is...
6: Belle Biv DeVoe, BBT. Fused hip-hop beats, R&B harmonies. Tickets at emeraldqueen.com. Don't miss Belle Biv DeVoe, Friday, January 27th, at Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest.
7: coach with us here as we get you ready for the dogs down in the desert. They will play Friday night, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, and then they will face off against Arizona State Sunday morning early, 11 a.m. I think it's hard on these turnarounds. I'm not going to make excuses for anybody because everybody's in the same boat. I know for me trying to get to the arena by 10 (laughs) a.m. for a noon tip on a Sunday, after playing Friday night late, from a scouting perspective, that's always tough. How you, do you guys have to scout beforehand, and then not bring that information into the players' minds, or throughout the week, are you going to teams regardless if you're playing Friday night with just a small Saturday window?
3: Yeah, I think Coach Langley just she's been doing this for so long that you know we try to tailor what's best for the the players and how they learn. Um, so we try to blend, you know, both like. All right. In practice, you're defending so and so. Okay, you're defending so and so. Just so they get a feel. So then, when we can focus on that one team, it's not like brand new. They've never right. seen this action before. So right. we kind of try to do a blend. But it just she does a great job of trying to tailor it to what they can handle at that time. Because of course, sometimes it, it's you know heavy finals week or you know midterms mm-hmm. or something like that. So we're trying to just make sure that it's best for what they can handle at that moment. I
7: think the the hardest thing. with the schedule and it seems like it's gotten more difficult is the fact that it's a friday night game so as a coach you're probably getting home around 10 or 11 o'clock on a friday night and as a player you're still keyed up trying to get sleep and then you have to you know maybe you go to a, a practice on saturday where you're sore and you're tired from the night before and then on sunday your game routine is totally different you don't have a shoot around you're up really early I mean all these different it's a way different game routine isn't it like the players have to be really willing and able to adjust quickly
3: yeah and they've been awesome being just flexible of like okay and they communicate to what if they need some more sleep or if they didn't sleep well and so we kind of try to just change the itinerary to best suit them. But we try to make sure they feel confident and comfortable for the opponent. So
7: this time you're going to deal with uh, getting down to Tucson, Arizona as well, dealing with some travel on the road and dealing with Arizona that leads the Pac-12 in attendance. It is loud. They love their Wildcats down there. It's an awesome environment to play in. You already experienced some of that in the Willamette Valley. Really good showing at Oregon. You came up just short and then getting the win at Gill Coliseum, which is a very difficult place to play. So you've had your team play in difficult places, but um, Arizona comes in, their top 20 team. um, They just were able to knock off Arizona State. What jumps out to you about Arizona State, this team this year? I know
3: they have four players in double figures, but what's a key, do you think, of of facing Arizona? Um, I mean, both teams, you know, talking that Arizona is a very well coached. And I think um, just having the girls ready and excited and to keep building from this past weekend um, with the effort and the defense piece, I think will, will get us in, a, you know, be in a great environment and, and to put our best foot forward.
7: Yep, it's, it's going to be a tough one. After that, you mentioned Arizona State, Tina Langley and your staff, no longer the new kids on the block. Natasha Adair, the first-year head coach at Arizona State, They had to cancel a couple of games last week because of so many injuries. They were back, were very competitive against Arizona. Arizona, Their rival didn't get the win, but they're hungry. They haven't had a Pac-12 win yet. Um, That's a good young team with some talent. Treasure Hunt, uh, their outstanding guard, had 24 points. It's just not easy in this league
3: to ever. (laughs) You've got a big weekend ahead of you, don't you? No, yeah, and I think that's the beauty of of Pac-12 play is like every night you're going to be competing against the best in the country, and so we we look forward to every opportunity to to compete and battle and get after it. Well, it's going to be a battle, that's for sure. It's Latara King. Thanks so much for coming out.
7: Your voice was good. Give Tina a chance to rest the vocals and uh, go get after him this weekend, all right, Coach? Thank you so much for having me. You bet. That's Latara King. It is the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. We got Tony Kastachron with Mike Hopkins coming up next.
5: That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
8: For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
2: Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs! At Banner Bank, we're cheering for the dogs just like you. We know it takes dedication and teamwork to achieve big goals on the court and in life. As one of Forbes' world's best banks three years in a row, rest assured, you'll find the banking solutions you need and people you can trust at Banner. Visit your local Banner Bank branch or find us at BannerBank.com. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
1: Welcome back to the Husky Basketball Coach's show live at Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. Tony Castricone and Hetty Hopkins of the Husky Men's Basketball here with you, enjoying the seafood and uh, enjoying college basketball on the big screen as the dogs are coming off a split against the mountain schools now getting ready to take on the Arizonas. Coach Hop, how you doing, man?
10: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It was a you know, I really like the mountain trip. I, I like Boulder. I like Salt Lake City. I like, I like looking
10: we... at the mountains.
1: <laughs> I, maybe not playing at the elevation all the time. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. mean, it's, it's it's a tough place to go. Those are two tough venues. And I thought we handled the first one really well. Obviously, second one didn't go the way we wanted. But let's start off by talking about the trip to Boulder first. Uh, the... Man, it's the second straight road trip where we start off on the first game first half playing maybe our best first half of the season
10: yeah we were really uh we were really ready to play I uh, felt like the guys were prepared we had high energy and uh came out and got a good lead and, and led for most of the first half and uh uh just was really excited for the guys uh the way that they responded
1: well tell me about you know w- what you thought was working in the first half of this game against Colorado because I I just thought that you know, not only were you strong on the offensive end, which has been a struggle in the first half of games, but the defense was playing well as well.
10: I thought our defense was playing well. We had a rebound against him. We knew we couldn't turn it over, and we executed. And then on top of it, I mean, it's the game of basketball. You got to put the ball in the basket. Yeah. And we made our, we, we shot a good percentage versus the best defensive team in the league, percentage wise. And uh, we moved the ball. We had good energy. We found the open man, and we knocked down shots.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds simple, right? Yeah. It sounds simple. It but at, at the same time, I mean, some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. I mean, Colorado going into that game was allowing 47.7 points per game in in home conference games. I mean, that's that's how good their defense was on their home floor. We had 48 points with, like, 15 minutes to go in the yeah. game. I mean, like, it, like we just completely d- – Took a wrecking ball to those numbers. Yeah, and
10: we we, we moved it. We were really good in transition, but it all started with our defense. And uh, you know, our those 65 points. And uh, we were doing a heck of a job until the last five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's when they started pressing. We started turning it over, giving them, you know, just, um, you know, we obviously, that's been kind of our Achilles heel uh, for us. But for the most part, we led for, I don't know, 32, 33 minutes of the game. Just the last five minutes gave me a chance, but it was all our own self-inflicted type of uh, mistakes.
1: It was 38 minutes that you led in that game. I mean, it it was just a a really, really solid, almost wire-to-wire effort out of the Huskies. But uh, it wasn't even a full-strength roster. I mean, you had some illness, a, a little flu bug or whatever. Something was going around for a couple of guys. So you had to kind of not only be at elevation, but but kind of piece together a shorter rotation. Yeah, we
10: had a couple of guys, uh, you know, had 104 temperature. We didn't know if they could be on the road. Uh, Another guy had 102. It was scary. Um, They ended up getting the A-OK, wore a mask, went through it. One of them decided to play in the first game. One didn't. And then, uh, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, But, you know, we've been having to be resilient in a lot of ways this year. We've had eight different starting lineups. Yeah. We've had season-ending injuries. We've had guys that missed five games. We had one guy miss 13 games. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of that ups and downs. But for the most part, um, you know, someone else has stepped up, and they definitely did in the Colorado game.
1: You know, I, I like I, – I'm not sure how much it's been publicized or, or how well-known it is, but, you know, that whole – play like Frank thing mm-hmm. that you guys you got the t-shirts that say play like Frank it's all about Frank Kepnong uh you know a big emotional leader of this team that went down with a, the torn ACL in game number nine of the, or game number eight of the season and I just felt like you know I mean you you see that as as a rallying cry you see it as like you know a hashtag and it's on t-shirts and stuff but also just seeing Frank on the road this weekend and, and, and being a part of that huddle, and is walking around without crutches now and everything, uh, that's got to make you feel really good as a coach to see the, the team rally around him and him.
10: Because he's the perfect example of what you want a student athlete to represent. Hardworking, unselfish, great in the classroom, great off the court. Uh, he gives everything, 110% of everything that he has in anything that he does in life. Uh, he's always optimistic and happy. He's always trying to help somebody next to him. Mm. He's a perfect example. So, uh, and I, 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 think I mentioned it in, in uh, you know our first uh, home game in the Pac-12, we played Colorado, and he had just had a season-ending injury. Yeah. And he came into the uh, to the locker room, and I'm about to give a pregame speech, and he just goes off. And I said, you know, it goes off in the sense that if you guys don't look, you know, whatever, and I'm not there, but you can do it, and you got to be tough, and all this other stuff. And I said, all right, everybody in. And it was like, <laughs> but nothing had to be said. And when you have a player-led team and they're they're holding each other accountable and they're pushing each other, that's that's when you know you got it. And um, so that that tagline, PLF, Play Like Frank was just the right thing to do. And I'll tell you another thing that uh, no one knows, which is is crazy, but we kept asking Frank, like, why aren't you showing up at the games? Like, why don't you want, he goes, I don't want anybody to see me with my leg brace on, see me in a weak state. Mm. You know, it was something that he wants when people see him to see strength and, and that. And so it was really an unselfish type of reason why he didn't want to be seen. And uh, now he's back, you see him around, Uh, he's in the huddles, he's on the bench, and just a guy that uh, we feed off of.
1: Mm. Well, um, you know, he brought a lot of energy on the road trip, and it certainly paid off on Thursday night for sure. A 75-72 win over Colorado, a game that you led by, I I can't remember, the largest lead, and it doesn't have it on this box score, but it it was in the teens for a while. Uh, Colorado comes with the press, but... I, what I think, yes, the turnover numbers started to mount. But also, you had to have answers. And I felt like you did have answers time and time again. And most of them came from a guy wearing number one. I mean, Keon Brooks, 25 points, 9 of 12.
10: He was really, really efficient. Uh, but it also comes down to we made foul shots down the stretch. Uh, Brax Mia made a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we came down, and P.J. Fuller hadn't played and got one of the biggest stops of the game. Cole management then had to get open in the press where we were in the deep corner, which is hard to do. No timeouts left, uh, and made both foul shots. And then we simulated, or, you know, we ended up having that foul, don't foul. Six seconds left, baseline, full court. We've been practicing no timeouts, coaching from the floor, but we had been working on it in practice, which was really good. And they executed it perfectly. So. You know, to come out with a win, it's you know he's got an 83% winning percentage there at home. Yeah. And so uh, it's a tough place to play. They've lost one game this year there, and, and uh, we were we, we were one of them. So excited about
1: that. Yeah, 25 points, four rebounds for Keon Brooks in the win on uh, Thursday. Also, first career double-double for Braxton Mia. I mean, you wouldn't think that just looking at him and the way that he plays and everything, but but putting together 10 points and 12 rebounds in that game, I, I think was exactly what you needed. You knew you were going to have to battle on the boards, and I, I think Braxton Mia was big in that game.
10: He is, and he's been playing. I think he only had one foul on the game. Uh, he's yeah. another guy that is uh, not only – No, none, because none? They,
1: called, they called one 2-4 on Noah Williams, and they'd initially given it to 3-4. So, yeah, amazing The Braxton can go 35 minutes and not pick up a foul. Well, we need it. And, you know,
10: last time we played Arizona State, and we'll get to that a little bit later, yeah. he played 14 minutes. He had three fouls early uh so you know having him on the court just you know makes a significant difference for us
1: yeah no question about it Keon Minifield, 10 points in this game Cole Badgeman hit a couple of big threes he had eight on the night I I thought Noah Williams you know one of those guys that was kind of just going through some stuff during the week not not maybe fully healthy going into the game it looked like he was breathing heavy at times in that altitude (laughs) but man I mean I thought his guts Scored seven points. Also what he brought on the defensive end of the floor. Um, Noah is, is starting to hit his stride as a Husky, I think. He is. He, he,
10: you know what, uh, I got to give him a lot of credit. He was the one guard that showed poise when it started getting a little yeah. crazy in the arena. The freshmen looked like uh, they were in a haunted house for the first time in their lifetime. <laughs> you know, uh, but that's, you know, that's normal for a freshman playing in that environment and a really good defensive team. But Noah really, he had, a, he had a four or five plays where he calmed us down, he made the play. You know, the game came slow to him when it was really crazy. Uh, the, the freshmen, we were able to win and learn how to have poise in such a hard environment, tough environment. And that's, that's the hardest thing with young players. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do it. But to be able to win and be able to learn from it, I think is, you know, that's a luxury.
1: Yeah, no doubt when Tad Boyle decided, all right, we're just going to press for the rest of the game, that's when it got hard, right? What was it that was so hard about that press? I mean, what, uh, there had to be something they were doing that was effective.
10: You know what? It just goes back to you know when you're tired or you're, you know you're fatigued, you're tired. You know, uh, body goes, mind goes, brain goes, and uh, you know they force you to play a little bit faster. And uh, some guys can play slower in fast situations. Uh, we knew the double team was coming. We actually practiced it all week. We were very effective doing it. But then you know you never know. Uh, you know It's like people play against our zone. You can say, I know this is what they're going to do. Yeah. But can you actually replicate it in practice? Right. And so we try to replicate it, try to prepare them as much as possible. Then when it comes at you and you get these moments, like there was two plays early in the second half where they tried to go it. We made a little bounce pass to Keon Brooks. Keon Brooks went. He made a pass. We made a shot. Very simple. Mm-hmm. As the game got, you know, later and later and it got a little tighter, our turnover went here, we slipped, we fell, we bobbled, they, they hit a three, the place goes crazy. It was like a Fourth of July party <laughs> for the opponent. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where you got to – that's where timeouts, it's like – yeah. I don't want to burn anymore. I oh, need one. Need I, need, I need right? one. Yeah, I know. But you got to calm your team down. You got to get the crowd out of the game, and you got to try to refocus your troops. And um, you know, as much as it was bad in a lot of situations, we found a way to be composure in a couple of plays that you needed to win the game.
1: We we haven't really talked much about your defensive performance in this game. Um, I, I think it was stellar, and it was certainly looking at the three-point line. Colorado to three of 19 three point shooting on their home floor. Um, what, was, what was going right from a defensive standpoint and, and what you saw in this
10: Well, game? we were, you know, a lot of their makes they made was at the end of the game. Like our defensive numbers, if you do it for 35 minutes, was one of the best teams in the country. The last five minutes was one of the worst teams in yeah, the country. And well, I think also transition, when it would transition you're turning it over. And then what happens is, is the young guys were afraid to foul so they stopped being aggressive mm-hmm. you know like so when you start driving we knew they were trying to drive first get to the foul line get in the lane yeah. that's what they tried to do because they knew they weren't making it and then what started to happen was our guys were you know a little bit late a little bit cautious that's why we put PJ in at the end of the game and PJ yeah. stayed in front of KJ Simpson forced him into a tough situation defended without fouling guy threw it out of bounds and that was you know that's it was a great example of how the young guys have to defend Corrin and many are really high level defenders but they're gamblers mm. and so you'll see them try to reach around or try to steal where just you got to be a little you got to be more disciplined this isn't high school you know like kj simpson's like a pro player yeah right you're not gonna oh hey look over here uh <laughs> hey, hey 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 over here over here over here you know like that th- you know that's that, that happens and, and so and that also goes back to the fatigue and the youth and all those things. And you're trying to coach all the time, and you're you know you're preparing them, but uh, when you're in that moment, it's a little bit different than when you're practicing it.
1: KJ Simpson, and you talk about you know just his prowess scoring the basketball. Second in the Pac-12 in scoring coming into the game, you hold him to 11 points, five of of 11 shooting on the night, over five from three. How much was taking him out of the game uh, in the game plan? And and how um, how did you feel like you did against KJ? Simpson? Our biggest
10: keys in both games were uh, we felt like he was the head of the snake. Mm. And we had to take care of that. So in the first outing, he had 13. This game, he had 11. He averages 22. Uh, the biggest concern we had going down there was not just him, but Tristan DeSilva in the last three games was averaging over 23 points a game. And shooting over 58% from the field, so yeah, he's really good it. at home. He's really—that's his home, and and that's what you do. Like some guys, you know, they have an 83% winning percentage at home. That's pretty darn good, and so uh, there's a reason. And uh, you know, your defense gets better at home. You get the crowd behind you. You make a few shots because you practice there all the time. That's why it's the home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we to be able to win down there, uh, we've had success down there. Uh, it was a, it was a heck of a win.
1: All right, big win for the Huskies uh, at Colorado, 75-72. Uh, Went to Utah. We'll talk a little bit about the game against Utes and then what's coming up at home this weekend. Uh, A a second crack at the Arizona schools. ASU, Arizona, coming up this weekend. Should be great atmosphere. It's at Alaska Airlines Arena. Make sure you come on out and support the Dogs. Much more to get to live at Chinook, Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal, on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
6: Coming to Emerald Queen Casino, Friday, January 27th. It's Belle Biv DeVoe.
3: That girl is...
6: Belle Biv DeVoe, BBT. Fused hip-hop beats, R&B harmonies. Tickets at emeraldqueen.com. Don't miss Belle Biv DeVoe, Friday, January 27th. At Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital
8: of the Northwest. The, there's always time for the drive through deal. Because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast, McDonald's is faster. Nothing fits your morning routine like your favorite breakfast.
4: From a sausage McMuffin to a sausage burrito to those crisp, flaky, fluffy hash browns. Mix and match them every day with buy one, get one for a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. This is the Washington Sports Network from
9: Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill and less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA, plus a new and exciting food menu this season you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly.
4: I'm a huge UW football fan. That's Devin, a BECU member and lifelong Huskies fan. Every time I take out the BECU UW debit card, it's just a fun experience.
3: There's nothing like being part of the UW community. That's why BECU made the UW credit and debit cards with great rates and low fees so fans can show off their Husky pride everywhere they go. BECU, power in people. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Credit card approval subject to BECU. Membership, credit approval, and other underwriting criteria. Not every applicant will qualify. Member compensated for participation.
1: Welcome back. We are live at the home of the best salmon in Seattle. Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal. Glad to have you out here. We got The best Husky fans, most diehard fans out here wearing their purple and gold, supporting the dogs as we're getting ready for a big weekend series at home against Arizona State and Arizona. First, got to finish up this past weekend, Coach. Went to Salt Lake City, uh, ran into a Utah team that, you know, you talk about teams that are playing well at home. Utah is another one of them. Uh, man, they are they are turning things around right now. They are much better than their preseason prediction of number 10 in the conference. Those preseason polls every year are just so wrong. I mean, I don't know why we even have that Well,
10: no no offense, Tony, because you're in the media, but it's a media poll. That's it's right. not a coach's poll. So, again, it is what it is. I mean, it is, but it's like, okay, if the coaches vote on it, then at least you're a little bit more like, okay, we know what they've recruited. We know, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. For preseason, yes.
1: I mean, the media can have a say in the postseason. But preseason, it's like no one knows what the chemistry of any of this stuff is going to come together. And And,
10: and, and I will tell you this. If you look at teams, and this is a little bit kind of just around, uh, I'm going to go my ADHD on you. Okay. But, like, if you look at uh, Utah, they have their entire team back from last year. Right. So now they have continuity, a year in Craig's – System. Craig took them to the NCAA tournament three years, I think, at Utah State. Yeah, that's right. And he's got Brandon Carlson, who's an NBA prospect. They are huge. You saw them. They look like what Marco uh, Anthony looks like. He should play linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like they're they're physical. They're big. They've got a year under their belt, so they have the continuity of the team coming back. With you know, just example for us, we had to go transfer portal. You lose Terrell, you lose yep. Dejon, you lose them. And so you really have a new group of guys, really talented, but trying to put them together. The key will be getting these guys back. So when you get continuity, two and three years, Mick Cronin, first year at UCLA, all those guys Jaime Hawkins, Tiger Campbell.
1: Johnny Juzang. Uh,
10: Johnny Juz- They've all played yep. and been together for two and three years, and that's what you're trying to get to. That's where, like Craig Smith, you saw Utah. They're great at home. They're physical. They now buy, buy into the system. They've got a great player in Carlson, great shooter in Gabe Madsen, and they do, you know, they've been coached in that system, and you can tell.
1: You bring up something interesting because Utah's, uh, according to the Ken Palm metrics, which is average height, Utah is the fifth tallest team in the country. But the thing is, when I prep for all these That's games. That's average height? Yeah. Fifth average height. Fifth the, biggest the, team the in fifth the country? fifth tallest team in the country. Well, that would be above but, average. Well, what, what, I, what I'm saying is the average height of the players oh, on yeah. the team, yeah, like yeah. the average of oh, all the yeah, guys yeah, on yeah, the yeah, team, yeah. is the fifth tallest team in the country. Yeah. When I'm getting ready for these games, when I'm looking at the Pac-12 rosters, Night after night, I'm seeing teams that are in the top ten and tallest teams yeah. in the country. Like, th- what are we giving them human growth hormone right here? I don't, like, don't know, but this I'll, is the I'll, biggest I'll, league uh, we, in college we basketball. walk
10: in there, and sometimes you go in layup lines, and you look at the other team, and you're like, "Oh my lord, great strength coach." <laughs> they got a great book. Anthony, did you see how big he was? I mean, I DeMarco, walked I, I was like, "Marco Anthony," I was like, enormous. "Oh my!" And he just was physical. They, they're not like they weren't great athletically. They reminded me of Stanford. But they're very physical. They're very tough. They play a great pack line defense, a lot like Virginia. And they got a go-to. Brandon Carlson's playing as good as anybody. But you know, we didn't have our best stuff.
1: OK, look, these are the tallest teams in the country. Yeah? Yep. 363 Division One college yep. teams, all right? Tallest is Dayton, second is Duke, third is Florida State. The next five are all Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Oregon, Cal, USC, Stanford, Utah. Five of the top eight yeah. tallest teams in the country. Yeah, another they're big. That's, so what, what's the deal? And does that change how you recruit? Does that change how you scout? I think
10: style of play, no. But the thing is, is, it's not this. Well, the size and length is good, right? That's important. Yes. I was worried more so their girth and their physical yes. nature. Right. They like contact. Yeah. It's like a wrestler and a boxer. Someone wants to have their hands on you and then someone wants to stick and move. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like like, like, yeah. like what Utah wanted to, like they wanted to feel it, they wanted you close, you know, they wanted to hit you, they wanted to, to wrestle you. And that's you can feel that. That's a different type of conditioning. You know, when you're playing and you're playing with physical nature. And the one thing I, I respect about the Pac twelve that I love, I don't like it in some games. But for the most part, if you guys have watched refereeing and foul shooting, they're letting the league play a lot more physical yeah. than they have in the past. Yeah. There's a lot Need less – fi- like it's, yeah. it's because you end up going to the NCAA tournament playing other, other leagues, and it's like soft and then physical. Mm-hmm. We – it reminds me of the Big East when I played. They are playing physical, and when you allow physical teams to play physical, they have an advantage. You have to, you have to match it. I felt like Colorado was really, really physical, and I felt like it wasn't just the altitude but the physicality that really took a lot of our energy for that game too.
1: All right, Husky's going to be at home against ASU in Arizona this weekend. We'll talk to Coach Hop about that when we continue. Live from Chinook. Let's go! Fisherman's Terminal on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
2: Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs!
5: 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
8: For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, Times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
5: While you're rooting for your favorite team, make sure your money is working for you. Home Street Bank is here to help you maximize your savings with our special CD offers. We have everything from a 3.5% 7-month featured CD to a 4% APY 18-month featured CD, plus more in between. Head to homestreet.com uwcd to check out all of our rates and learn how you can start scoring with Home Street today. Again, that's homestreet.com uwcd. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
1: Welcome back to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show live at Chinooks. Wrapping things up here with head coach Mike Hopkins as the uh, Husky men's basketball team will be at home. Another late one on a Thursday night at home against Arizona State. And then Saturday, 2.30. Mark your calendars. Come on out. Arizona's in town. Those games are always fun when the Wildcats come. And uh, coach, let's talk about this weekend. We just saw these teams, so you know it, the scout still might be fresh in your mind. Um, I don't know how much Jerry Hobby needs to add to the notes he just gave you a couple weeks ago, but um, these teams are uh, teams we just saw, and they're they're both pretty good this year.
10: Both of them are a high level, and they're both completely different. Arizona State is smaller, but really athletic. They play really aggressive. They're a little bit like Auburn, like they're going to deny the wings. They mess it up. They double-team a little bit like Colorado did in the last five minutes. Uh, they they live off of transition. They take a lot of bad shots, which are always going to stay in the game. But you got to be able to handle their pressure, don't turn it over, and you have to execute. And then Arizona, you've seen them, one of the best teams in the country. We had a, we gave them a great fight. I think we got a great plan against them. Mm-hmm. Now it just goes back to executing. But anytime you get the Arizona schools – in town. It's yeah. just, it's great. And uh, Bobby Hurley, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bobby, I played against Bobby. Bobby was a great player, great competitor. Uh, he's got him playing at a high level, one of the top teams in the Pac-12, and it just gives you two great opportunities at home for us to to make a stand and uh, to move forward in the Pac-12. What do you remember most about playing against Bobby Hurley? I just remember I was at ABCD camp, which was uh, the top 110 players in the country in, uh-huh. two, in uh, 19, gosh, 80... What what year? That was the class of '88. So '87, '88, and it was imagine Alonzo, Morning, Sean Kemp. You know, my senior class. But Bobby Hurley was a sophomore, and you saw this guy, this little guy, and you saw how tough he was. You saw how good he was. You saw this guy had a the heart of the size of the country. I mean, he was just he just played like that nasty, tough. And so uh, he'll bring that here, but yeah. uh, we'll be ready for it. Oh, can't wait.
1: It's going to be a fun series. Arizona State at home, Thursday night, 8 p.m., then Arizona at 2.30 on Saturday. Hop, thanks for the time, man. Let's, Let's go, go. For Cone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you getting tonight? What's the seafood? What are you getting? King salmon! <laughs> did you have to yell? Yes, I did. <laughs> Did you have to modulate anyway, every over-modulate. radio Let's in go. the city of Seattle? Let's all go. right, for Mike Hopkins, I'm Tony Castrocone. Vern Lane, thanks. Great to have you all out here tonight. Stay tuned. We will uh, be drawing from the ticket from the fishbowl here. We got free tickets, free swag to give away. Come on out to Chinotes and join us next week, same time, same place, Monday night, 6 p.m. right here on the home of the Huskies. Oh, the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. You've been listening
4: to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Join us each week throughout the season to hear from University of Washington head basketball coaches Mike Hopkins and Tina Langley. The Husky Basketball Coaches Show has been presented by Anthony's Restaurants, showcasing the essence of the Northwest by pairing the best seafood with waterfront views. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network.